BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to A Change in Attitude, the podcast that takes a look at the attitude era of WWF and says, was it really as good as we thought, or was it just shit? Uh, I am uh, Mags, and with me, as always, on this journey, um, the star of the show, uh, the draw, Ori. Ori, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, my friend? Yes, I'm not doing too bad. Been a, a quite a busy weekend, but um, the devil makes work for idle hands, I suppose. That I've heard that. I've heard that. <laughs> I believe that is true. And and joining us for the third week in a row now, which means he's uh, officially has to do a host. Um, it is uh, the the Scottish juggalo himself, all the way from Bedstone in Kent. It's Danny. Danny, how are you, sir? Hello, everyone. I'm doing good. Thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Brilliant. I'm ready to get into this uh, episode of Raw. Yep. So um, um, this is your third appearance, and, and uh, the the kind of gimmick that we have here on a, a changing attitude is uh, that we there's no one host. We all kind of share that re, uh, that responsibility, that burden. Um, and so you, we kind of like threw it your way last week uh, uh, in in the post recording, uh, and you accepted uh, with uh, with great aplomb. So yeah, Danny, it's uh, it's on you to kind of lead this show. Um, so yeah, let us let us know what's uh, what show we're going on, or what show we're watching. So this is uh, two weeks after Survivor Series. Um, this was actually taped the same night as last week as well. I don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed that. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I think around this area they were taping in what four week blocks usually. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you would see that by the uh, the same Cactus Jack uh, cosplay fan <laughs> who appeared uh, <laughs> there. But um, yeah, we we're covering today's uh, this uh, episode of Raw. Um, and to start off, we start off with a uh, immediate Bret Hart entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, who who is uh, he's going to face his brother Owen Hart in a really uh, good match? What did you guys think of this match? Well, just to, in case you're following along with us on the Peacock, this is the November 25th, 1996 episode, season four, episode 46. Now, as far as the match, I, I can't say it was a bad match. I can't. And I love, I I get some really weird sadistic pleasure between family members having to fight each other. And I think because it makes it interesting, you have two people who've grown up together, who know each other very well, who likely have also trained together. So as we've seen in more recent years, that can make for some excellent matchups. You know, Mm -hmm. there's some that, you know, we've had high hopes for that maybe haven't pan out panned out the way we wanted to but I had some really really high hopes for this match and I can't say that it completely fell short um I really thought it was a great match I would have liked to see more of it and I would have liked to have seen a definitive conclusion 
but I understand why it ended the way that it did. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I can see your point as someone who watched uh, this this kind of era. Um, they they had big shoes to fill with this match. Uh, if you remember the the WrestleMania ten match was absolutely outstanding. Then the mm. the cage match that followed that uh, really raised the bar. Um, so the they had a, they had a lot of kind of history uh, to to live up to. Um, but for me, I thought that this kind of uh, this hot start going straight into a match with rather than kind of like having some promo talk or or introducing the commentators, very reminiscent of today's product. Um, mm. How yeah, uh, see especially with AW, AW really kind of like uh, started the ball rolling with with uh, a really interesting uh, hot match to start the show. Kind of really get the, the mm. fans uh, bowled up, mm. and I thought this was a great match to do that. Yeah, it's not um, it's not a five star classic. But it's it's a very good raw episode compared to what we've watched over these last six months. This is probably one of the best raw matches that that we've seen. Um, I like the the kind of like the start with uh with the very technical wrestling. I mean, we're looking at two of the best ever to do it in the ring. Let, let's be mm. honest; these two these two can literally wrestle a broom and get a really good match out of it. Um, but I like the kind of wrinkles with uh, Davy Boy watching in the back, him obviously being in between the two guys, and then there's all that underlying story with with Stone Cold, uh, which ends up playing a a, a big factor uh, in the match towards the end. But yeah, I, I really I really dug this match. I thought it was a great way to kind of kick off this episode of Raw. It was definitely that. There was a lot of. Uh... Uh, arm holds and uh, rest holds in this match, but um, I really enjoyed it. Uh, other than that, uh, but like you said, the end was uh, it did tell a really good story with the uh, despite the somewhat sloppy finish, it did have a good uh, story with Stone Cold running in. Mm-hmm. And then you get that that tease of maybe um, obviously there's the the heat between Owen and and Brett. That's clear. There's the heat between Owen uh, between Brett. And uh, Stone Cold, that's pretty clear. But you also get the tease of the the heat between Stone Cold and Owen, and then the tease between Owen and and Bulldog. There was a mm. lot of kind of little little threads dangled in front of us in in this story. And then you also have to add in the fact that Brett's the next challenger for for Psycho Sid. So there's a there's a, a lot of kind of pathways that can be weaved from 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 this whole uh, finish. But uh, essentially. Um, Austin is going to pilmanize Brett. I mean, I can't believe that's even a word now, but he's going to pilmanize Brett, and Owen is all for that. Davey comes out to to uh, to basically drum it into Owen that enough is enough. Um, he kind of like gets in between uh, um, Stone Cold and, and Brett, pulls the chair out from uh, Brett's legs a couple of times, um, and then uh, when he and Owen are, are kind of uh, uh, thrashing it out, uh, Stone Cold cracks uh, Bulldog with a a brutal chair shot to the back. Jesus Christ! Yeah. He he waffled him with that with that chair shot. Um, then we see that kind of like spat between Owen and and uh, Stone Cold afterwards, which we know leads to something pretty big down the line. Uh, uh, Stone Cold ends up uh, leaving and. Um, yeah, that that's that's the end of the match. Um, I thought it was a great way to start a raw. Yep, it definitely was. I mean, after a quick replay of uh, what we'd just seen, we jumped straight into the executioner versus Freddie Joe Floyd, and it took me a while to figure out: is this Chase's mother's? Is this whose mother? Tracy's mother. How how is it that I'm the foreign one of you two and I understood that? (laughs) Yeah, 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 it's Tracy's mother's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Yep, this was a a quick squash match designed obviously to get the executioner over. Uh, What did you guys think of this uh, sort of little squash? It was good. You know, the match did exactly what it was supposed to do. I thought Freddie Joe Floyd looked good. I thought. You know, it was fairly decent for a squash match. It mm. it did better than I expected it to for a squash match. And the whole purpose of the match, you know, like you said, Danny, was to 
get a match under the executioner's belt, because ultimately what we're leading up to with this is the next in your house pay-per-view where the executioner is going to go up against the undertaker. So it's continuing that storyline. It did exactly what it needed to do. Yes, we had mankind and Paul Bearer out there, but they didn't really play hardly any role in this match whatsoever other than to, I guess, show moral support. So I, I felt the match overall was really good. I mean, Executioner looked fairly big, mean, and brutal. Freddie Joe Floyd put up a good defense. They worked really well together. So, I mean, I can't complain about this at all. You mm. know, th there's some squash matches that they just come across, and you know it's going to be a squash match, but they make... Like, it's one thing when it's a very big, big dude and a very itty-bitty little dude, and you take a look at him and go, yeah, this is Davey and Goliath. This is going to be a squash. Mm. But when the two competitors are still somewhat similar size, we've seen one of them before. We know that they're capable of some decent offense and whatnot. To have them just be automatically squashed in what feels like a matter of seconds it, it, I don't know, for me, it pulls me out of it. So the fact that Freddie was actually putting up some good defense, some good offense, despite, you know, you know, trying, making it look like that there is some effort happening there. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really appreciated that. I liked that. And I felt like it made the squash, squash match worth doing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with pretty much everything you've said there. I think uh, Tracy Smothers carried this match. Uh, we all know uh, about Terry Gordy and how um, he was essentially mums off uh, from having a stroke. He literally had a stroke uh, to, due to um, uh, overdosing on, on heroin. Uh, so this was essentially a payday for him to come in, uh, do some some rudimentary squash matches uh, and then get one kind of big payoff feud with uh with, with the Undertaker, uh, but Smothers was, was, I thought it was, it was really excellent. This was probably one of his better squash matches, to be fair. He, he made the executioner look legitimate. Uh, and I, I, I love his kind of flying uh, calf kick uh, finisher that he does. Obviously, it doesn't lead to a, a victory for him, and he's uh, he's uh, quickly beaten with the the Asian spark, as, as mm. Vince McMahon called it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it, it 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 did what it needed to do and, and made uh, Executioner have that momentum going into the, the, the feud with Undertaker. Absolutely. And I really did uh, just want to go back to that finisher. That was a very old school finisher you'd probably see in like the 50s, 60s. So mm -hmm. it was nice to see that rather than just another disqualification, as we'd yeah. see a lot around this time. <laughs> yeah. Here's the one thing that I thought was kind of funny when they... I kind of caught it when Executioner came out, but I really caught it because the, the crowd had kind of died down a bit um, after the ending. The music that they were using for Executioner sounds very reminiscent of Darby Allen's theme. Mm. Kind of like that same intro guitar riff, but mm, just yeah. over and over. And I was like, I've heard this somewhere before. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of caught me a little funny. Mm. And, and uh, during this match, we get obviously Doc Hendricks on the on the split screen, uh, trying to saying he's trying to get interviews with everybody involved in the first match, but he tells us that Austin has left the building, uh, and then quickly backtracks because if Austin's <laughs> not going to be on the show, clearly he's one of the bigger stars. He didn't want they didn't want people turning over to WCW, <laughs> so it was. Uh, but he may be back. Don't go away because he might come back. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was hilarious and uh after this we go to a uh an interesting uh Shawn michaels uh interview at jose lafario's house uh what did you guys think of this interview <sighs> well first of all it didn't look like he was in any san antonio texas that looked like a set if i have ever seen it <laughs> um but yeah this um I, this felt like two separate promos in one. One where we're trying to see Shawn Michaels in in a sympathetic light, where mm. he he essentially sacrificed his title um, to to save his 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 boyhood hero, and then uh, as we get towards the end, 
he he kind of flips and almost becomes a heel, saying that uh, he people know that he's been a, a risk taker, that he's a he's a been somebody who, if he wants to do something, he'll do it. That he's been, uh, he's not a nice guy. He's political, so he's gonna, he's gonna essentially kick people's teeth down the throat. It it got kind of very, very surreal um, for Sean Michaels. I don't know whether uh, that was meant to be like that. Whether the the fact that um, Sid uh, involving Jose Lothario in, in the in the storyline was meant to make him uh, turn into the heel. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was long. Oof, it was long, very very long promo, um, but very confusing for me. I felt. No, I completely. I'm, I'm I'm with you on that one because you know we had had this whole talk last week about well the crowd's behind Sid, so he's the babyface. We're trying to make uh, Sean the heel. And this whole promo reeked of, we don't know what the frack we're, we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there were parts of it where I wanted to be sympathetic to Sean. There were parts of it where I wanted to not like Sean. And I just, I don't know. It wasn't bad. It didn't take me out of it. You know, I didn't catch the the, it's a set thing. I don't know that I care that much whether or not it's a set, (laughs) if I'm being perfectly honest. You know, I just, I don't know. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. It just, to go back to my usual standard, it just left me feeling meh. Like, I don't know that I care one way about it or another. You know, I was interested to find out what happened with Lothario and how he was doing, you know, and I knew Sean was going to have something to say about what had happened and some words for Sid. But I don't know. I I just, I found this interesting because of, uh, the fashion choice of Shawn Michaels here. He actually <laughs> uh, looks like a, a vice president of Hell's Angels somewhere. Um, <laughs> and uh, aside from that, I, I felt like uh, Jose was uh, a bit of an afterthought uh, during half of this. I mean, mm-hmm. he just played a, a very, like a sickly old man. They had, they had one little picture of himself on the backdrop uh, <laughs> no, How vain, how vain <laughs> is that picture? <laughs> Of, um, but it seemed like a ma- for a man who'd had like a, I'm assuming like a 20 plus year career, the only thing he had was that picture, and it just seemed like yeah, like you said, Mags, it was just an obvious um, setup. And uh, there, 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 his house. there was a window in the background um, just behind Sean, and it was it was clearly a painted window, and, and <laughs> on the brick it was it was so annoying. Uh, but we do get some uh, pertinent information come out of this. Uh, aside from uh, Sean Michaels, kind of a uh, back and forth, whether he's a heel or a face, we find out that he's going to be the number one contender for the Royal Rumble. So uh, that's uh, essentially the the next two um, pay per view main events booked because we've obviously got Brett versus uh, Psycho uh, uh, it's time. And then uh, after that, the winner goes on to, to face Sean Michaels. Mm. So you're telling me all you need to do to be a number one contender is have your manager be attacked. <laughs> and, I mean, he was the champion, to be fair. It's not oh, like yeah, he, of course. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was about already that. the champion, but yeah, I got no, your point. Right. No, you're right, yeah. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. 
your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. So uh, during that, uh, Vince McMahon was very monotone and he was very uh, calm speaking. But immediately he goes from one to ten when Sonny arrives and he goes, oh, here comes Sonny and his usual uh, perfy self there. Uh, What did you think of this uh, little segment as she was walking down to the ring? Not only only the walking, though, but when she... There's almost like competition between Vince and Jerry to where she would sit. And then when she sat next to Vince, and Vince did that ridiculous dance. Yeah, it was... uh, It was horrible. It was was creepy. Incredibly creepy. Um, But unluckily for for Vince, she wasn't out there for him. She was out there for uh, a certain third-generation wrestling superstar. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. I'd prefer that to... I don't know, like... I get it. It's Vince. He does that creepy old man thing quite a lot, as does Jerry. And I don't know. I don't like it. No. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't, I don't was, it was it just before this match uh, that we got the 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 karate fighters semifinal yep. as well? It was. Yeah. What did you think of that? I thought this was probably the most interesting karate fighters match that we've had so far, only because. Not because of the who was in it, but because of the cheating with uh, mm. with the gum on the on the on the on the, <laughs> the fire. Thought that was a brilliant touch, uh, and it led to some ridiculous puns from. Yeah. Oh, the, the puns were the best. Look, I <laughs> love puns. I really do. My husband actually hates me for it because I'll come across one that I'll be like, "Hey, babe," and he's like, "Oh God, what now?" That to me, that was the best part of it was the puns. I feel like last week's karate fighters tournament was more interesting just from the trash talk perspective. And they made it actually look interesting. And while Sunny continued it in this round, Sable wasn't having any of it. She didn't seem Mm -hmm. like she seemed like she was super in and focused on playing, but like there was just something more fun about last week. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. I just enjoy a little bit of trash talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sable's made it to the final anyway. So, um... This is true. Mm. She's done something right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, um... <laughs> Not part of the Sable fan club here. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, straight after this, we go to the uh, Salvatore Sincere mm-hmm. versus Rocky Marvia match. Um, I am an Italian and I love you all. <laughs> it's and, the uh, most fake Italian gimmick that there is. Yeah. It's so on the nose. Definitely. And now they're repeating it all over again with this guy in NXT unless he's been released. <laughs> oh, they, by, by the time this episode dropped, he may have been. <laughs> he may have been. <laughs> well, um, they, he would not have fit in with the FBI. Do you remember the FBI, Four Bloods Italians? Oh, I God, do. yeah. And uh, he would not have fitted in there because those three were actually Italian. <laughs> well, Salvatore Sincere Italian, or was he? I, I think he was of Italian heritage. He ended ah, up being yeah. Tom Brandy. Uh, I think that's his real name. Yeah. Um, he gets into a storyline. Uh, later down the line with Mark Miro and, and Sable, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be seeing quite a bit of him versus uh, Rocky Maivia over the next few weeks and months. So Ooh. get used to it. <laughs> well, I mean, this is only I think the second time that we've actually seen him in the mm-hmm. run of this show. So I was like, oh yeah, that guy, he's he's back. Okay, get used to it. Get <laughs> used to it. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Well, it's better than fake razor, isn't it? So I suppose we but, should count our blessings. You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, the the match itself wasn't anything really to write home about. Uh, the more interesting thing is how much kind of um, of that that kind of harp train they put in behind the the mm. Rocky Maivia. I mean, you've got uh, Lou Albano and Dom Morocco 
uh, little split, split screens from the Hall of Fame where they're, they're really putting him over and saying that yeah. this guy's going to be the future of the business. I mean, yeah, he does He does end up becoming that, but uh, you see a lot of wrestlers who are harped and, and kind of fall down uh, by the wayside, uh, and this is one of the, the times where WF have hit it hit the nail right on the head that mm. this guy will be a huge star not in this iteration uh let, let, let's 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 make it clear but he will be uh a big star down the line yeah definitely oh definitely. of course so um during this match we also saw uh, a lover's tiff if you will with the king and uh sunny where the king uh said to sunny that save was looking a little better and uh, I thought this was really weird because is the king in a relationship with Sonny at this point on screen? I highly doubt it, but... I think he's in a relationship with anybody who wears a skirt at this time. <laughs> so the headbangers need to worry. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's creepy old uh, Jerry Law. Quite yeah. clear, I mean, but then again, we're, we're calling him creepy. The way that Sable was acting towards uh Rocky was, was oh, yeah. pretty creepy as well. I mean, the the way she was talking, um, clearly acting as if he she's going to be his his uh his future manager, but the way that um she was sexualizing it, I suppose, yeah, that that was also uh kind of creepy for me. If any man had got and spoken about a woman the way that Sonny was doing about Rock, they would have been crucified. Yeah. Absolutely crucified. And, like, don't get me wrong. I've been married for 17, almost 18 years to the same guy. Okay? I love him, but I've got eyeballs. But I would still not make some of the comments that she made about any man, whether it was Dwayne Johnson or Tom Hiddleston or I'm trying to think who else do uh, Sebastian Stan. And now you're seeing my entire range of preferences here, but that's not the point. You know, I mean, Kenny Omega, <laughs> let's just write out the whole list. I'm, I'm dipping into Tiff's list of husband's territory. That's what's happening here. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, like it's, it was a little disgusting it was a mm -hmm. lot disgusting and it makes me grateful that we have moved on to a day and an age where this is not acceptable you know it, it's it's weird because i think as women sometimes we have this double standard where if a man were to speak about us or one of our friends like that we would call him out like that we, we would call him out on it but if we as women were to talk about men like that, oh, it's just girl talk. It's just girl talk. No, that's a double standard. Mm -hmm. We should be holding ourselves to the same standard that we hold men to. If you don't want us sex, if you don't want them sexualizing us, we shouldn't in turn be sexualizing them either. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have to like I make that distinction when I talk about men or people that I find attractive, like, oh yeah, you do him. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I would not. I don't know them as a person. And for me, that's a very important aspect. Like I would just want to hang out and cuddle and watch Marvel movies or, you know, watch Netflix or something. That's my level of do. That's it. You know, I, we, we have to hold ourselves to that same standard of accountability that we're willing to hold men to. Otherwise, the whole quote unquote women's fight for equality doesn't mean jack squat at yeah, all. Absolutely. Um, that's a whole nother tirade, though. <laughs> the, 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 there's there's uh, one point where um, they talk about maybe Sonny being his, his future manager, and uh, Vince says to, to Sonny, Oh, you'll be able to show him the ropes. And she says, uh, I'll, I'll show him more than just the ropes. And yeah, that's like yeah. cringe. Yeah. But it's she actually boring. does. She does say something uh, that is very apropos uh, when she says um, so she says that Rocky is the guy, a kind of guy you can build a company around. Yeah, yeah ironically or unironically, that's exactly the truth because they end up building not only a company around him but uh, the whole of the Attitude Era. He's mm. one of the the main players in it. So 
Um, <laughs> she has nailed some troops in that uh, in that that kind of a um, um, sexual sexualizing of, of the rock, I suppose. Definitely, Sunny was definitely a little prophetic in that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in terms of the match, it was it was as basic as it gets. Uh, mm. How many times did we see The Rock do uh, arm drag takeovers? Multiple times. Uh, he did the the kind of double leapfrog that he's been showing on promo videos and what he did at, uh, at Survivor Series. Uh, yeah. And he has, still has that that generic uh, kind of um, shoulder breaker as a finisher. Um, and I think that that is probably a big factor to why the fans maybe turn on him a little bit because mm. he is... He looks good. He, he looks great as a wrestler. He's got a great great physique, but he's so generic. He just looks like mm. the creator wrestler number 15 from yeah. uh, Raw versus SmackDown 2006. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but there is definitely the signs that uh, he'll be one of the, the, the biggest stars in the world. Um, there's the hints are there, I suppose. Absolutely. As I was uh, watching that finish, I always wondered how do you work a shoulder breaker? That's got to hurt. Just there's no way of working that. Yeah, I mean, I suppose you've just got to hope that the momentum um, kind of dulls the 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 impact of the of the shoulder because you've obviously got to yeah. drop on the shoulder and then lie them down. So you kind yeah. of like do it all in one fluid movement. But wrestling's as JR says, it's not ballet. No. Parts of it are going to hurt, I suppose. So, um, but uh, uh, we get a bit of Doc. Is it this part where Doc Hendricks is again chipping and saying he's had a, yeah. a chat with Bret Hart, who, who didn't want the cameras because he was feeling a little bit disorientated? Um, yeah. And they, they essentially just bullying up the fact that he's got uh, many kind of issues on his plate: Psycho Sid, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Owen Hart. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, the 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 match was it was nothing to write home about, but it was it was all right, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, in the reality, they're building, um, you know, they're trying to build off of this win that Rocky has gotten at Survivor Series, and so it's mm-hmm. really his. Did he have a match last week? I don't think he did. No, he was know. on the Survivor Series. Right, but he didn't have the the match. He didn't no, have a match was, afterwards. No. So this was, this was his, his debut. first yeah. singles, mm-hmm. tradi- you know, traditional singles match. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Sorry, I started to choke on a piece of cookie. Um, I, I got the munchies, y'all. So, but it's, it's the, you know, his first traditional singles legitimate match outside of anything Survivor Series like. And so I think it did what it needed to do. And, you know, as we'll see in the upcoming weeks, you know, like Mag says, trying to get behind him, he's creative wrestler who just happens to be Samoan. You know, I'm, I'm ready to see The Rock as we know and love him. But it's, it's kind of fun to look back and see where he started, you know, in its entirety, contextually, as opposed to the clips and bits that, that we see nowadays. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. And then uh, straight after that, we go to the main event, which is uh, Billy Gunn versus Mark Miro in a singles <laughs> match. And well, uh, The most then, interesting part of, about this for me was the, the yeah. little promo that they cut beforehand. Uh, yes, Mark, yeah. Mark Miro. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> how Can you imagine him cutting this promo saying in three or four years, uh, time we're talking about Triple H's nose. Um, <laughs> even Vince and Jerry, uh, Jerry Lawler got in on the act of, of slagging off a uh, old big nose, uh, Hunter. Yeah, uh, basically Mark Miro saying if uh, if Hunter gets involved, he's gonna punch him square in the nose, and then it's time to get wild. <laughs> but just before we get into the match, um, I just wanted to give a shout out to Billy Gunn because here he is main event in Raw and 25 years later, he's still in main events against mm-hmm. people like Sting on AEW. So Billy and Gunn... He, just... he looks he looks the same. He looks like he's yeah. never aged. Yeah. Yep. yep. In fact, he I probably mean... looks better now than he did. Oh, yeah, in, definitely. In yeah. 
I would say oh, that. Whoa, definitely. so Billy Gunn's on the list of hunters. No, Billy Gunn's not on the list. <laughs> but I can I can see that he has improved his physique and looks very nice as opposed to when he did in ni- late 96. Yeah. Again, I have eyes. I'm not dead just because I've been married for 18 years. But I think, I don't know where I've mentioned this, but I have uh, said Billy Gunn was one of my favorites as a teenager. And mm-hmm. I, there was no way back then. I, I thought he was at the end of his career. And here he is, I'm a 30-year-old man, and he's still wrestling. <laughs> yes, I think, um, I mean, for context, we're recording so at the beginning of December. Um, they've only, his, his kind of tag team, the Gun Club, have just lost their first ever match in, in mm-hmm. AEW. So, yeah, he's, um, he's, he's doing really well there. I mean, good on him. I, I've always been a, a fan of, of Billy Gunn. Uh, I've always uh, thought that he was an entertaining character, um, and it, it's cool that he's still got a hand in in kind of training the 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 younger generation and and um, bringing his his sons through with him. Is it Austin and Colton? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And the fact that he's been able to contribute in this way to to help build them. I mean, over on TikTok, there's a guy uh, Brightwall who does your TikTok ten or your TikTok uh, five, and it's just rapid fire ten or five questions to see what you know and. He caught me with one that I wasn't expecting. Austin Gunn has currently the best record this year for, mm-hmm. I think it was 28 and 0. Yeah. He, and go, going into this weekend, he was 30 and 0. Yeah. Exactly. And so, I mean, you've got to, he's got to credit his dad for some of that. Mm. Yeah. You know? and, 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 and keeping on that TikTok theme, uh, you frustrate me when I watch your TikToks and you do them stitches with, uh, with the wrestling uh, questions. Because I'm I'm screaming the answer and you're like, oh uh, oh it's it uh, oh, oh oh yeah it was that word I'm like, ah, how do you not know these things? And that's the thing because I became a fan later in life. Some of this I know, like not contextually, but um, it's kind of out on the outskirts and. I, I'm one of those people like Supernatural is another show that I absolutely love, but I've only ever watched it once. Whereas I know people who are fans of Supernatural who've watched it four, five, six, seven times or more. I've only yeah, we, ever watched the entirety. Nerds. We call yeah. them people nerds. Everybody's nerdy about something. <laughs> Don't even. But <laughs> you ask me Marvel things. nerdy about chess. <laughs> you ask me Marvel things that I, I, I may know them or Harry Potter because I've watched them consecutively. And very rarely will with wrestling will I go back and watch things over again, you know, and especially not. I think the only thing that I can really remember watching multiple times is probably that second match between Kenny Omega and Kazuchika Okada. I believe it was Dominion that that second of three or four that they did. And I watched it once and was super into it. And then I was like, okay, is I, I kind of a change in attitude it, you know, I went back a week later to see, okay, is this really as good as I thought it was? Or was it just, was I just excited about it because it was something different and found myself still as excited and into it the second time I watched it as I did the first time. So very rarely will I go back, but there's a, there's definitely a lot of wrestling history that I don't know. I'm you you will never catch me being the one to say, oh yeah, yeah, no, I know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. If I do that, I'm I'm trying to make myself sound good because I can promise you I likely don't know it at all. <laughs> I'm definitely putting you on one with that. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. No, the, the, from uh, there, we, we go to uh, Mark Miro, who does not get an entrance, which I found interesting because this is the main <laughs> the event. The entrance. <laughs> we used to call that the Sunday Night Heat entrance, but obviously this was before <laughs> Heat. But um, yeah, I just found that interesting because three times uh, up to this show, he was hyped and he even had the uh, interview segment. So yeah. I don't know if they traded that interview segment for his entrance, but yeah, he well, did I, not I, get I, I, 
I think whilst he was coming out, they would uh, they went back to Doc Hendricks, didn't they? Uh, oh, yes, who, yeah. Who was giving more information about uh, Owen Bulldog? Uh, yeah. David Boy now wants uh, to fight Austin, um, and he's he kind of like intimated that there was going to be uh, dissension in in the Hart family because of Austin. Um, yeah. So then that's when we get uh, Billy Gunn actually getting the entrance rather than Mark yep. Nero. <laughs> yep. Uh, as a match, uh, I liked this. This was a good back and forth. But um, what did you guys think of it as a match? Yeah, I mean, the the wrestling was good. I mean, these are two really uh, decent wrestlers compared to, to a lot of the uh, the the talent on, on Raw. But the crowd really kind of took me out of this. They... They sat on their hands for it, and I can understand why because this is meant to be the main event of of Raw, and you've got uh, one person who's kind of forced his way out of a, the tag team scene, uh, and one person who's very much a mid carder. Um, mm. So you can kind of understand how uh, the the fans are. Yeah, what's this? What's this shit? Um, <laughs> but in 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 terms of the match, the the match was fine until we get to the ridiculous ending again. Yep. Um, like the the. I think is this the second or third DQ ending in, in, on the show? Yeah, I think it's the third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, wow. Talk about milking it. Yeah, and <laughs> and the thing that really took me out of it was again commentary. There was mm. more discussion about apparently Triple H and Sable had been together, and she mm-hmm. dumped him, and she may or may not have some of his cars, and <laughs> why don't you show the letters where she's begging for you back, and yep. all, this, <laughs> the, all the slagging off of Sable, and, like, I get it to a point, but it gets to be too much. The The real mm-hmm. focus should be not just Billy Gunn and Mark Marrow, but Triple H and Mark Marrow and Mark Marrow wanting to come back after him mm-hmm. for taking that intercontinental title. Yeah. And it just, that took me out of it. And then when we get the ending, of course, uh, Triple H gets himself involved, causes the DQ. Ultimately it creates a win for Mark Marrow, but then we get Jake, the snake running out, which I don't get at all. And then he did, he did absolutely nothing as well. No, <laughs> He didn't get one piece of offense in, not mm, one, nothing. not a punch, not a kick. He just got nothing. his ass whooped, uh, and then Mark <laughs> Miro cleaned house. Yeah, and and on top of that, the minute that that Jake hits the ring, King starts his usual yeah. BS of where did he come from? Oh, the bar. Oh, he must mm-hmm. be drunk. All that, like, and if it was one. If he would have gotten one shot, maybe two, I'd have been okay with it. But the constant reminder that Jake is an alcoholic and probably Mm. drunk, whether that's accurate or not. Like I am so far over it. It's not even funny. I mean, we were over it 24 episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I thought the, uh, that feud had ended at the uh, survivor series when Jake Roberts pinned uh, Jerry Lola here. I thought that was a good way of, uh, of uh, ending it and kind of just moving on. But, um, I guess not. Uh... <laughs> Apparently, King has decided he wants to beat a dead horse. Yes, that's, yeah, that's as, as always. Here. <laughs> it, it's not like Jerry Lawler to to milk feuds to to death. I mean, he's been milking the the uh, Bret Hart feud for the, yes. about five years up to press. It's sort of like um, Taz uh, in the two thousands. Every time you'd see Kurt Angle, Taz would say, "I've been in the ring with him. I know what he's about." <laughs> Every single time, yeah. it's just milking it for relevancy, and it's like, yeah. "Come on, find something else to 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 do." Find mm. an, if you really, it's cheap. It's so freaking cheap to continue yeah. to go back to this well over and over about how drunk he gets and mm. how much of an alcoholic he is in order to make yourself look good and be relevant. It's the same thing with Jim uh, Jim Cornette and Kenny Omega. Oh, he wrestled a blow-up doll. Oh, he wrestled a blow-up doll. He wrestles <laughs> little girls. Like, if that's all you can do to keep yourself relevant, I feel horrible for you. 
Mm. You know, that, well, there's other things Jim's Cor- Jim Cornette's done to try and make himself <laughs> relevant that I think are disgusting and distasteful, but we won't talk about that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, I, I did like the the kind of hint of of what we'll see in the in the the next two two or three years with with uh, Hunter and Billy Gunn working together. Uh, that hint of of DX. Uh, but yeah, this was essentially to reignite that that feud between uh, Triple H and, and Mark Mira for the Intercontinental Title, a feud that kind of went off uh, on put on the back burner, I suppose, uh, with uh, with the kind of running to to uh, Survivor Series. But now Miro clearly wants his his title back. I didn't get the stuff with Sable. Um, I don't know if I'm misremembering. Uh, the stuff before we started uh, with a change in attitude, but I don't remember Hunter being the one who introduced Sable to to uh, the WWF. So uh, maybe that's something that they're kind of uh, booking on the fly. Um, mm. But yeah, it was a. Uh, Are you saying it, that that the WWE will go back and change facts? And no, make up I'm, things I, that I, never I, happened I, or erase I, things that did. I Max. take it back. I take it back. Apologize. Apologies to Vince McMahon for, for <laughs> doubting you, our our venerable overlord. Poor shame. <laughs> Poor shame. But um, yeah, and uh, other than that, uh, we get the uh, the usual the sloppy uh, DQ finish, as you mentioned, and. Uh, that kind of uh, does it for this uh, this uh, episode of Raw. Overall, mm-hmm. what did you guys think of the show? <sighs> yeah, it's it was one of the better episodes, but it wasn't great. It it really wasn't great. I guess it did some of what it needed to do to push other storylines, but it, it's definitely not one of those that I would say. Oh, you need to go back and check this out. You know, yeah. this is worth your Peacock subscription or your WWE Network subscription. It, it's it's typical '96. Let's get to the next thing. It's mid yeah. at best. <laughs> oh wow! Um, I think it's it's more disappointing for me because we had such a good start with the Brett and and, and Owen. That was. That for me was a great way to start the show. And it, it just kind of went downhill. downhill from there. I mean, we got a little bit of a bump uh, in, in terms of how uh, um, how they were trying to push the rock, um, but after that, there was there was nothing really worth sticking around for 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 mm. me. Um, no. after, and I, I certainly can't recommend anything outside that opening match to for people to that, to say that this is must see. The storylines all moved on, uh, chugging away. But if you missed this episode, you uh, would still be able to to understand what's going on if you mm. jump straight to the the December second episode. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Uh, so yeah, well, the only thing uh, that was highlight of uh, this this uh, episode for me was uh, just just the fact that you got to see Billy Gunn in the main event. Uh, <laughs> other than that, uh, as you said, it is a very skippable episode and uh, we'll guess we'll see what happens uh, next week. I guess. Well, you, you will be pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to see you get Billy Gunn in another main event. So, Wow, be, uh, <laughs> something to look forward to, Danny. Definitely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> But yeah, so next week's episode is uh, again in the same taping block, um, but it's the 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 December the second nineteen ninety six episode uh, in the running to Christmas and uh, quickly on the way to uh, in your house. It's time. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Not looking forward to it's time. I don't know. Like, I kind of. To me, the in your house at this point, and it's sad because we only started at King of the Ring, but the in your house segments of pay-per-views, I'm over it already. I I Mm -hmm. much prefer every pay-per-view have a theme, be individual, like... It's and maybe it's just a personal preference. And I'm not saying that all of the in your house pay per views are bad. 
That that's not and, and I get that I mean in that somewhat yeah. In 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 their own strange ways, they do all have a theme, but what I'm saying is is we got uh backlash and Armageddon and I don't know, I'm trying to think of some other ones outside of like Survivor series and WrestleMania. You know, we've gotten all of these named pay-per-views, Bash at the Beach or something or other, but just having in your house and then blah, 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 tagline, it just doesn't feel special to me. It doesn't, oh, it's another in your house. I don't know that I really want to pay $39.99 or $59.99 for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think at the time, the, the in your houses were essentially uh, extended raw episodes, and mm. they, they felt they, like it from they, what we they, watched. Yeah, they they usually were a lot cheaper than the big five. Uh, usually, like oh, say twenty dollars to to uh, to watch, where the the main show might have been forty dollars. Um, but yeah, I get, I get your point. It's getting too um, to repetitive. Yeah, it's very repetitive, and and this mm. a lot of this is to do with WCW. They they're pushed for monthly pay per views. Uh, but the difference is all of their pay-per-views started to have themes and w- did start to feel pretty special. And this was, uh, this wasn't, this in your houses sound like exactly what they are, glorified house shows. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I just, I just uh, think it's in your house, it's time and you don't even have Vader on the card. <laughs> well, again, and we've we've mentioned this. He, he was meant to be champion going into oh, yes. this show, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Shawn Michaels politicked his way uh, to, to to retaining the title. Uh, so yeah, um, you would have thought they would have changed the name of it. Surely, yeah. <laughs> it would have made sense to change the name. I mean, that's rubbing it in his face. I mean, yeah. I don't even know if Vader's even actually on the pay per view. I can't even remember. I but don't you think imagine. He is. <laughs> that being your catchphrase, and there's a pay for you. Can you imagine, like, say, when they did WF Rock Bottom and the mm. Rock wasn't on it, or they did <laughs> Degeneration X and there was yep. no Triple H and Shawn Michaels on it? Oh, <laughs> it, it would have been ridiculous. It, it would have been like having ECW one night stand and having no ECW wrestlers on it. I mean, they didn't try that, well, to be fair. Oh, yeah, they did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, all like having uh, Hell in a Cell. And no mm. Hell in a Cell matches. It yeah. just it doesn't make sense. Or Elimination whatsoever. Chamber. Yep. And no yeah. Elimination Chamber match. It, it's just, it's ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I hate to say it, but I'm, I'm ready to move into more of what we know and love. Mm-hmm. I, I really am, and I know I kind of, I feel like I say that every week. I really do. But I mean, I, I do feel that we're getting, we're taking like baby steps towards there. Oh yeah. Uh, we we do often take like a couple of steps back where uh, you can see they revert to the old school st- style of booking, but uh, you can see the progress from when we started at King of the Ring to to coming up to the end of the the uh, the nineteen ninety six that we have kind of moved a little bit away from that that new generation kind of uh, superhero characters uh, version of Raw to more realistic versions, I suppose. Just needs to hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, Danny, brilliant, uh, brilliant uh, uh, controlling the show and uh, and leading the way. We massively, massively appreciate that. Um, hopefully, you'll be uh, around again next week for for when. Oh, I'll be in charge of the show, Warner. Dun, dun, dun. That'll be fun. Uh, but yeah. Um, Again, Danny, thanks for 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 stepping into Tanner's shoes. You've been a, an absolute superstar. Thank you very much. I've really enjoyed this, and uh, I'll definitely go and see the uh, the Raw after this because, as you said, uh, you've teased me with that Billy Gunn uh, main event promise. Well, <laughs> I mean, you you need to see it because how are you going to talk about it next week? Yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> don't think you we don't no. think you're getting off lightly, sir. No. <laughs> you're following this through now. Thank you very much. No, no, um, I just want to say thank you to the both of you and Heather for allowing me to come on to this show. It's been brilliant. Uh, we've done three weeks now, and yeah, I've really enjoyed every week. It's been an absolute pleasure having you. Yeah, absolutely has. Uh, and the fact that you are uh, getting in on 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 the 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 kind of gimmick of uh, of of the show and leading the show, yeah, it's it's 
it's brilliant. You've you've really kind of helped us out, and we massively, massively appreciate it. Thank you. Yep. So next week's show, like like we've said, is the the second of uh, December, nineteen ninety six. Uh, so tune in for that. Over the, otherwise, that's pretty much us done. Uh, let's do some uh, social medias and some plugs and uh, get on out of here. So, Danny, uh, tell everybody where they can find Scotland's own juggalo uh, on the social medias. Yep, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Scottish Juggalo. I may not sound Scottish, but I am. Uh, <laughs> where I just upload funny, crazy videos of uh, wrestling botches or wrestling uh, people backpedaling, as I did yesterday. Um, just different <laughs> little, uh, just diff- little funny videos. Uh, so, um, yep, that's all you can find. And any uh, podcast that um, will be will have me, you can find me on as well. Thank you. It's fine. I, I I love the fact that you have to acknowledge and and let people know that you are Scottish. That it's not a gimmick. It's, that's that's a shoot thing. Um, yeah. Or or where can uh, the good people find uh, more of the draw? You can find me on Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at Ori the Draw. And I have a new game to play for Twitch. Mm-hmm. You do. I you do. do. One that we've been pestering you to play for a while and the only reason i got it it is because a you've been pestering me b it was for free and you can't pass up free so and there's a little secret there's a little secret third reason in there so you can get that twitch affiliate that's that's also very concurrent views so yeah that's also true uh yeah i have downloaded and will be at some point playing Football Manager 2021. Are you going? I to said do I that? never I'm... would, and I said it would never happen. You, and you've now WWF. I'm backpedaling. Yeah. You've <laughs> WWF us. You've broke your promises. I, I um, have. Yeah. What well, are you going to be doing? A, a Man City want. run. Yeah, a Man City run. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it a. Sh- I'm going to do a test play on my own, just to see how it plays, <laughs> so that I can get the the hang of things a little bit i might have to go bug tanner like what what the heck am i doing here because i'm pretty sure i won't know you know or or sigh or you so i'll let you fall on your sword oh i know you will just for the shits and giggles um but yeah, uh, thanks for that, uh, Ori. Um, you can follow our missing compadre, uh, Tanner at Texas underscore Texas no, gentleman Texas underscore. Gentleman underscore. underscore yeah. Or you can always catch up with uh, both of them at Radio Techers mm-hmm. and the rest of the Radio Techers team. And you, Absolutely. sir, where shall we find you? Well, you can find me at Podfather Mags. Twitter is the only social media I do, so come and give me a follow on there. In terms of content, Jesus Christ, I'm involved in way too much shit for one human being, uh, but there's always links on my on my Twitter feed, so uh, come and give me a follow, come and check it out. But also, whilst, uh, whilst I've got you here, Definitely go over to uh, the the Chair Shots uh, Pro Wrestling Tees page uh, where you can pick up your Christmas and holiday merch uh, ready for give someone a surprise, get them a, a nice, cool uh, Chair Shot um, T-shirt in soft style because uh, obviously that's better for your skin. Uh, but yeah, definitely go and check them out at Pro Wrestling Tees slash The Chair Shot. And um, whilst whilst you're, you're you're waiting on that that parcel to arrive. Definitely check out some of the rest of the, the content created here on Chairshot. We have got some amazing podcasters, uh, some talented writers, and uh, the Chairshot is your best place for wrestling news, uh, analysis, and opinion pieces. So definitely uh, go and check that out. Uh, other than that, um, yep, it's goodbye from us. And you remember, around these parts, you must always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your 
head. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.